Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are now listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 17, hosted by myself, The Last Skeptic, and this is a very, very special episode because it's the first ever international episode recorded live in Hollywood in Los Angeles. And it features two good friends of mine, the wonderful Georgia King and the writer of the new Thor film, amongst many other fucking incredible things that he's written, Eric Pearson. As you may notice, there is a new beat underneath this intro, and that is because my brand new album, This Is Where It Gets Good, is out on September 29th. So make sure you go onto iTunes right now and pre-order it, go pick it up, and you'll get this song immediately, like right now. So make sure you cop that. It features Matt Wills. This song's called Keep It Simple. The album's called This Is Where It Gets Good. Go onto iTunes. Go find that. You're already on iTunes if you're listening to this, most likely anyway. So go cop that. It made me really happy. Enjoy the episode. It's fucking incredible. So, uh, what a great way to start. This is going to be No one's going to find that out. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome to episode 17 of the Thanks for Trying podcast uh, and the first ever international episode of the Woo-hoo. podcast. I'm super excited about it. Broadcasting from LA with my very special guests, Georgia May King and Eric Pearson. Tiny little claps. Tiny claps. I have massive hands. Massive Fun fact. Tiny you ready? Do you want a do you want a real clap? Hands. Ready? Go on. Oh, that's, that's good. And that's good for testing the mic too, because it's just like Wow. Yeah, that's it. Um, thank you, guys. I, I I was thinking on today, I don't think I've actually, even though both of you are old friends of mine, I don't think I've ever seen you guys together. And you're both friends. Well, you oh, were... You mildly. Were... <laughs> <laughs> Easy now. Easy. No, we just discussed the fact that we used to be, we used to be in touch a lot. And then since I, the last time I saw you, you didn't have, ready? Oh. A house. A house, An true. Australia trip <laughs> <laughs> a, resi- a temporary residence in Australia a, a dog called Goblin yes Goblin. a wife oh, no less not so true last on the so list so definitely wife. friends but yeah. his life took him places but yeah places. last year was last year was fast I bet, last year I mean, was fast you've done a bunch because Australia of course you were writing and filming whatever you can you can describe describe it and I'll uh, edit it accordingly Thor Ragnarok the Thor yes. the third <gasps> Thor how do you say Taika Waititi? Taika Waititi. I love him, so, but I'm such a huge fan. Boy is on the most beautiful film. Boy is cool. And Boy then, is, but I love Hunt for the Wildebeest was my favorite it's movie It's an absolute year. joy. Yeah. And, and I didn't want to like it that much because I felt like I was kissing his ass when I mm, told him. But like mm, that movie was it's beautiful, mm, and perfect. Yeah. What we and, do, what we do in the shadows. Oh, so good. Dream. Yeah, brilliant. How, tell us everything. Let's just talk about Taika Waititi. Yeah, for those that don't know, like, and, and for Marvel fans that I like, so he's the director of the new Thor film Ragnarok and Eric has been working on that uh, which is super fucking exciting and that's all I do when we're not recording a podcast is talk to him and try and get spoilers out of him of which I get none so this is really exciting so please explain away uh what shit what can I say uh now but a taika I can tell you about is being Mm -hmm. hilarious and awesome Mm -hmm. and like my what I think like epitomizes him is like our first day shooting it was like our first week shooting first day outside and it's like seven in the morning and it's kind of raining mm. and everyone's like kind of in a bad mood like oh shit first time we're outside of course it's going to be raining this is going to screw up our day blah, where blah, were blah. you uh, in like the 
what's it called? I forget the name of like the stages in the studios, but in Gold Coast. Like, okay, yeah. on the Gold Coast. Yeah. yeah. So we're outside and everyone's kind of bummed. And then I start hearing this music and I look and it's Taika in wearing all denim yeah. with an umbrella and a boombox just going around Ugh. from to every department just kind of dancing. <laughs> and just like within 30 minutes, everybody was just like, oh, this is, no, everything's in a good, we're in a good place. Everything's going to have like, go fine. We're all in a good mood. And then the Ugh. rain cleared up maybe like an hour later. Yeah. That's honestly he everything just, I've wanted to hear. My eyes just welled with happiness. Yeah. I just got so happy hearing that. Georgia, have you had a director that's done that for you? Got a worn all denim and carried a boombox and umbrella. <laughs> no, but Jody Hill did uh, did uh, share his mini scooter once to take me from one. <laughs> it's not quite oh, the right. same down the hallway. So, and, and this is Jody Hill, writer and director of season one of Vice Principles. Okay, season yeah. one, and of course Eastbound and Down and, and a bunch yes, of other stuff. This way. Yeah, I think he felt sorry for me because I messed up an improv. Uh, attempt in one of the scenes with Danny I just made yeah. this weird noise instead I sort of got flustered and went Ashmi <laughs> <laughs> wait can you do that noise again <laughs> and it was so amazing we laughed so hard we were walking down Jodie's incredible and his oh. <clears throat> camera movement is so precise and awesome and they treat their their projects all in a sort of movie way so it's not like oh we're doing a comedy let's do fun silly cheap shots it was like a beautiful um setup where we were walking Danny and I were walking down a hallway and he had it so precisely that I wasn't to say a line until I hit a certain doorway mm-hmm. but then we were like I was like hey Danny was like I'm gonna do this this take and I was like can I try something you're like no you're a caged animal you can't improv and then they and then they were like just kidding go for <laughs> they it they called you a caged animal yeah they were, no, 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 they were just taking the piss because like I <laughs> Because they—that's all they do—is like play, and they're so generous. And they let you do so much, despite the fact that they write upwards of fifty drafts per episode. Mm-hmm. They're so generous about letting you play with things. I know yeah, it's insane. That's right. So then Danny goes and does a wee bit of improv, and I hadn't hit my door yet. Mm. So then I panicked and just went, <laughs> <laughs> and we just in the story. It was in season one. We just had sex on a bus. Yeah. But yeah, so I did this weird, weird noise, and then they we they took the piss out of me so heavily for that that uh, he felt sorry for me and let me use wow. a scooter down a hall. Great! Went, That's true, and, like, I was literally like a child, like then take my scooter, try yeah. Related to which, obviously, we're going to talk about uh, quite a bit anyway. Obviously, is the the success of season one of Vice Principles, which has been fucking amazing. So congratulations! Thank you. Um, and of course, the upcoming season two, which is incredible because I saw the trailer the other day and we were cheering at the TV and and all that stuff obviously and driving around LA as we have been over the past two weeks seeing your face just everywhere which is insane like we're still seeing we're seeing that post of the uh, wrapped around buses we saw the bus one the other day where you're sitting on a bus They've got like it's it's a wraparound. I've been out of town. I just got back and um, yeah. almost drove into a pole <laughs> because <laughs> I saw a poster, not just because I got back to LA. Anyway, <laughs> LA driving. Wait, so you uh, noticed that and then <laughs> immediately that? pulled out? You saw it on the way and just pulled off. I mean, the nine thousand. This is yeah. This is the nine thousand building that's Eric's talking about, which yeah, is ginormous. Yeah, there's a giant building with this vice principal's poster. It's a super cool. Yeah, with your face, Danny, all the whole cast. It's so good because it has the whole lot of us, the yeah, gang. I it's great. I mean, there's a couple of people missing so that are brilliant, um, but yeah, there's a lot of us in that, and it's a kind of cartoon yeah. vibe. Um, like a so Mad yeah. Magazine kind of feel to it. Yeah. yeah. So I had to take a picture awesome. and so I sent it immediately to my family group text. <laughs> Wait, waiting today. for a response, <laughs> waiting for a reply. <laughs> It'll come soon. Has anyone hit, written unsubscribe yet in the group? <laughs> Unsubscribe. My dad has literally never texted on the chain. I don't think he understands it. My parents don't know how to text either. My yeah. mom doesn't own a cell phone. Oh wow! That's amazing. Yeah. She is, she's a better human being than us. Yeah, yeah. she also thinks it's like super rude for anybody to be talking on a cell phone in public, right. which is oh. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in, like she would like in the in the grocery store or anything. Like Ooh. it's definitely not like a, a 
It's I, I admire it in some ways, mm-hmm. but like it's also like this is the world. It's a no, lot. Did you it. see that a cool? What was it? it was a long time ago, that photographer took out remove remove photo, um, from his photographs electronic devices. Did you see those? No. It was like this amazing montage of mm-hmm. family dinners, but everyone was just staring at their hands and yeah. like weddings, and everyone was just staring down. It's it's so bleak. Well, it's, how, it's a, I mean, you perform live. Are you? Do you look out and see a bunch of cameras up? Like I don't think anyone wants to take photos of me so I think that's alright I get okay. away with it okay. um, but I mean sometimes I see people just on their phones anyway and I'm like yeah. Yeah. yeah which I don't mind so much if I'm DJing but if I'm performing with a full live band I'm like mm, you should kind of just watch this please like yeah. I have called people out like there was a gig I did I just had a whole bottle of Patron with me on stage and I was with the band and I was just drunk and I drank a whole like half bottle and I was like Get off your fucking phone! I <laughs> just started shouting at people. Yeah, too right. I think people had my back anyway. They're like, yeah. whatever. It's all my mates. My favorite there. gigs are when there are no gigs. Like, I'm trying to sound cool. Oh, um, you, you don't need to try. My favorite gigs are when when phones aren't allowed. I fucking yeah, love it. You're exactly. just there with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the best. I know, and I really have to force myself to to not be on my phone because I'm on it all the time. Too much to my girlfriend's uh, annoyance, and like I, I I just it is so much part of our lives yeah. and I hate it I hate how necessary it is all of the time and what do I actually gain from checking it all the time anyway Nothing. well it's the, it's the I don't know I, I'm about to like spout some half drunk dumb science but like oh. you know it's the it's the release of that tiny bit of dopamine every time you're phone tiny lies. bit it's actually yeah. a bunch but I, it's, I just wrote a, I've been writing Eric go on I just <clears throat> for research for one for something I've just written your dopamine spikes by 13% when you get notifications yeah. so 13% is like doesn't sound that much that's actually the amount you but get but if you're getting it like every five minutes you're just like yeah but it's more. huge 13, a 13% spike is what you'd expect on your wedding day wow oh really that's fucking oh. nuts yeah. that's nuts every day you go up and down no wonder we're all so unstable yeah, absolutely mental yeah <laughs> I just I just as I said to you guys I just got back from vacation yeah. um, and didn't have my phone on me and it was the I didn't I mean, not that I've got, even got any fucking texts from anyone, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh, I, I don't have friends, but I didn't, have, I didn't have my phone on me for yeah. pretty much a week. Didn't take my laptop out of my bag Great. for a week. So good. Didn't watch shit, Did and you I do some feel brilliant. Did you do some like journal writing? I journaled. I Ooh. like drew in watercolor. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't do it. No, I didn't do any writing at all. You were in Cape Cod. Yeah. Did you see any whales? No. There's whale watching. <laughs> I did see one white snake, which was extremely exciting. That's a euphemism. Hey, uh, I uh, So more than one? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I had kayaks and a freshwater lake. Sick. I did kayak. I was like, I've literally just come back. So yes, yesterday, which is nuts, yeah. I kayaked out. I shouldn't even tell the story. But I kayaked out to this beautiful lake. The sun was going down. It was unbelievable. Mm. It was so peaceful. And because mm. <laughs> I was with a group of people and I wasn't, I wasn't with them kayaking. I was on my own in the middle of this huge lake. Mm. And then I let one go. Mm-hmm. And I farted in the plastic kayak and my buttocks, mm. like it smacked and ricocheted across the water. Oh, yeah, it reverberated. Like, yeah. It's extraordinary. So it's like Jurassic Park. So we can get a little ripple. It's coming. Oh, my God. That's my uh, well, that was my holiday. Did you feel so free? Did you feel just? I like... laughed so hard, and yeah. then I and then I ashamed of myself. Kayaked home yeah. for being. Such Did a dolphins child. arrive because of the sonar or something? Like, no, I feel like fish would have like. <laughs> That's when I saw the white snake. Whoa! How long were you there? A week. a week a week but it a felt week like a, an eternity yeah mm-hmm. I, I legitimately cried tears of, of sadness and happiness on the mm-hmm. flight home yeah like, fuck, I was so fucking happy that was so amazing <laughs> <laughs> being in nature is like I need you know I miss it I miss yeah. doing naturey things <laughs> being in London you don't get much nature yeah what's the closest like I'm gonna get out in the woods or out there, there are some of them like you've got Hampstead Heath and like you know there's, there are lots of little woods around and we do have lots of good parks but yeah, for some, you know though. it's different it, you, you don't, don't feel, feel like you're getting lost yeah exactly you can always see a skyscraper or something uh, yeah. I grew up in the middle of nowhere we mm. had one neighbour in Devon and he wore a red boiler suit red overalls I was like, oh no we don't need to be American do we he's mm. British red boiler suit 
and he just I just see him he's, the, he's literally the shittest farmer in, that ever existed he'd just walk around his farm <laughs> and I'd just watch him he'd just throw shit into the hedge he'd just like pick so up literally a bit. shit <coughs> or no like a bit of like broken machinery just right. put oh, it in the hedge dead shit. sheep throw it in the hedge great shit in his hand throw it in the hedge we were actually talking about this yesterday like have you ever seen this clip of uh, Gary Lineker in the middle of uh, FA Cup final whatever it was and he must have really needed a shit so he literally shat in his hand pulled it out of his his shorts and then threw it on the ground and carried on playing is this a real thing it's a real thing I'm not up on yeah no this is like in, this is like I'm, the 80s. I'm evidently not either because you didn't even tell me what the clip was you went have yeah. you seen that clip of Gary yeah, <laughs> I mean, no. went no it was like <laughs> 1980 it was like really old but a lot of people didn't really know it, what it, he was doing until years later when he got interviewed about it I was like yeah that, that time I was did a shit and uh, just pulled it out my in the pants. middle of a football match in the middle yeah live on TV who, who's the marathon runner Paul Paul uh, what's her name What's her name? Radcliffe. 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 When she yeah. she was doing a marathon, just, just it was pissed. British. Not pissed, oh. mate. She did a big shit, and then carried <laughs> in the thing. She won, got the gold. Like in her pants, or did she? She just, just she just crouched down, did a did a jobby, as my mum would call it, and then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> did you do a jobby? And then ran and, and won. She won, she won the marathon. Yeah, man, she's Even a mate. She's a... fast as shit. That is. What's the... Never mind. I was so looking okay. for a word and I lost So we've done. So what have we covered so far? White snakes, yeah. shit, shitting, farting in a shitting. kayak. Yeah. Um, back back to you, Eric. Sorry, this the semblance of the host. <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> Live from Hollywood, shitting. Um, so <laughs> um, so t- tell me more. Tell me what you can tell me about Thor because the trailer is. Have you, uh, George? Have you seen the trailer yet for Thor? No, mate, I was in Kit Cod, but my God, it am I going to watch it? It's really good. <laughs> Can't it's wait. really good. It's so good. Oh, I can't wait. There's like flying horses and funny? shit. Am I allowed to ask? It's questions? so funny. Because I feel like there's yeah. more humour going into it. Am I wrong in thinking that uh, like Guardians was very funny and yeah. like Taika? Is that Taika right? is, yes, it, it is, I would say it's funny. Like, Does we, it have we, humour in it? Yeah. Mm. If anything, it was like we were... Yes. Yeah. God, just like so scared. It's the, the, the Marvel, yeah. yes, Marvel Studios so NDAs are so But no, I think also just kind of the character of Thor from the beginning, our approach was he always had a bit of that like faux Shakespeare mm-hmm. speak and was yeah, very yeah, serious yeah. and kind of like from the kingdom. And we were kind of being like, well, he's spent a bunch of time hanging around Downey now. Like he's mm. been on Earth a bunch. He's yeah, like... Yeah been a bit of the odd man out it's and he's a smart character he's gonna pick up stuff and be and and the end of the last movie was him turning down the throne to be like go find a greater purpose so i think this was we tried to start it out in a place of him a little bit more of a lone adventurer who's been kind of honing his own purpose and personality and uh but yeah like it was we we always taika always goes for the laugh like if if there's a laugh available yeah. Then he'll go for it, and sometimes sometimes we had to pull back just to be like, no, this is a serious plot point. We can't yeah. we can't joke over yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah. We need to get this right. Um, and he was good with that. He was also like really good with the fact that normally on every other movie of his, he does my job, mm-hmm. and Marvel brought me in to to write the script, and and he was extremely like cool and welcoming, and it was like we you know I did my drafts and we worked together to kind of get it, and then like on the day he. Uh, super good with actors. Everybody was just happy. It was just yeah. a really happy kind That's of awesome. fun. Set. How many people were writing on it? Uh, it was just me from the day that what? I got there. It was just me. Amazing. Had it, was there already a draft? The, yeah, in there place? were a couple uh, before, but I was pretty much told to start over. Whoa! Yeah, and it was like Man, that. It would like, be like a gang of people working. Well, on Marvel kind of has its own. <clears throat> gang like mm-hmm. Kevin is the president he's like the creative captain of and it's of Feige not Feige. Feige as I was saying for about five years or you know <laughs> Kevin Feige uh, he's like the architect of kind of everything and the way they they run the company there's like a like a trinity at the top that's Kevin and then Lou D'Esposito who's the co-president with him that's a lot of like physical production stuff and Victoria Alonso who uh, is head of post-production and VFX and all that and they like they're just like a, a super team a super trio uh, all of whom are awesome and nice but then for every project because they're looking at everything they have like a lieutenant producer on that who's 
creative working with the director and the writer. So you always feel like you've got support and you've got people yeah. to talk to and you've got yeah. people to bounce ideas off of. But yeah, part of why we haven't seen each other in forever is like when this happened, like they start date was looming. They called me two Christmases ago and was like, we need you to start working January 1st. Why? And I was in that office every day. Like my weekends were like getting to work at home on Sunday. Wow, was and that and was it quite a lot of pressure having such a huge franchise? Yeah, and a huge yeah. Jo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's got such a huge fan base too, and yeah. like these are like major. And a line to a line to, to to straddle continuously because you have to follow the plot lines of a billion other strands going on. Like the in, mandates in coming in of like we're using these characters, we're returning these characters. Like we need a couple because like they've been building that universe since yeah. two thousand eight. So yeah. like we need certain things to happen. Yeah to set up what's going to happen in all the Avengers movies and whatever's coming next. And that was actually where Taika was his worst. I remember being so stressed out and having so much pressure and writing in that office and him just sitting there like playing the guitar in the corner. And I just looked at him and I was like, dude, how are you so relaxed right now? Like, like I feel like we're so screwed because I'm just like, I put so much pressure on myself. Yeah. And he was like, well, I figure, you know, no matter what, we're going to make a movie. Either, either it's going to be really great, it's going to be really awful. If it's really awful, then I'll go live on my farm in New Zealand. And I was like, "Great, what? Great. Oh my god!" And then, then in my head, I'm like, "I don't have a farm in New Zealand. What am I, what am I supposed to do if that happens?" But fortunately, like I've been able to see some cuts recently, and it's I I'm really really happy with it. Yeah. Like I wish I I wish more than anything. That's why these I doing these podcasts feels so dangerous to me because mm. I'm like. I'm like on the you verge haven't of like you haven't said anything. plot and character stuff, but like I'm, uh, I, I wish I could. So, what one thing that you, I'm guessing you can talk about, but feel free to just veto it and just say no if, if it's too much. Is uh, obviously people know that Kate Blanchett's in it. Uh, what was it like just being around wonderful like talents like that on on set? Uh, she's the, she's the cool. Like everybody was. But I, I personally have been like a huge Kate Blanchett mm. person since mm-hmm. like Pushing Tin and Elizabeth came out yeah. the same year, and I was like, that person's great, and that's the same person from the other thing. Like, Amazing. I can't believe it. And then uh, you meet her, and it's just, she's just like, it, it's impossible not to be intimidated. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's, people, some people will say Meryl Streep, I think that's the best actress on earth, personally. Yeah. Kate Blanchett, oh, I think, yeah. is so yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it was impossible not to be intimidated, and uh, and she's so cool. Mm-hmm. She I was love like really, that. Yeah. And she was so cool, and I felt like I I hindered her ability to be even cooler just by me being so starstruck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and like I don't know, there was like one time, kind of like the first meeting that we had. It was just about a, a, a kind of important scene. Uh, and I hadn't really ever talked to her before besides like hello and I just it was one of those meetings where I was like this is one of my times to like step up I should mm-hmm. I should be talking more because I, I so right here we had a little technical difficulty so I thought I'd interject and just let you know that the end of the story involved something hilarious happening with Kate Blanchett which Eric is going to kind of get back into now I know alright we're, we're, we're back we're back in um, you, you guys can continue debating on Bloody Mary's um, <laughs> so but I had technical first technical difficulty to tell my head of thanks for trying podcast in 17 episodes purely because I don't have my producer Seb here because we're in LA so sorry for interrupting your story probably none of it got heard but it involved a um, uh, a creepy Kate Blanchett I wouldn't say creepy I would say calculated <laughs> had a moment where she had fun which she I, we, yeah she scared me that's great though yeah. it just shows like how cool she is as a no and, and like you know, she is the uh, just the sweetest person mm-hmm. like whenever there's like a, uh, a couple like big crowd scenes and mm-hmm. she's got her own like kind of vocal warm ups and stuff and then she yeah. when it was like that she would like lead the crowd like, this, awesome. lead, like this is what I do you guys want to join in go ahead mm-hmm. and then Taika would get out there because he's big you know big character they, yeah and like they would just kind of have it was she was just all part of the fun like but everybody on that like Ruffalo was just yeah. energy and hilarious so that, that was actually on my list of things I wanted to talk to you about let me move that is that you told me a story that isn't spoiler related about Mark Ruffalo about your, your uh, about when you met him many many years ago 
Oh, before you'd yeah, worked sorry. with him yeah and I, I felt like Georgia would appreciate this story so I thought how about you retell it to her alright all right, so when I was first out here my first manager ever I was like 23 or something mm. uh, brought me to a Hollywood party Whoa. At, like, at like a big Hollywood party and I was just completely out of my element uh, but I somehow befriended this actor who was just the ultimate schmoozer and I told him that I'd just been signed. I don't know, maybe he won something from me or maybe he was really nice. But like, I was like, I'm going to stick with this guy because he knows how to talk. Great. So I'm being led around and letting just this guy talk. And we end up in a conversation with some people and, and Mark Ruffalo. And this is like right after You Can Count On Me. In my mind, I'm thinking like this guy, like this is this is the guy. I love, I love me some Ruffalo. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He's a great actor and Oof. a great person. <clears throat> so this guy that I've befriended... <laughs> Ultimate schmoozer just kind of jumps on him. Is like Mark, I saw you in this Neil Labute play. Uh, maybe I don't know if he was like some. I saw you in some play, New York. You're great. And this guy's talking and he's complimenting and he's talking and you can see Mark's just kind of raising his finger, just trying to get get a word in. Um, and this guy's just complimenting and complimenting. He just wants to say that your your work was fantastic. And and I mean, they, I don't know what else he was supposed to do. And he was like Ruffalo says. I mean, thank you so much, but I, I wasn't in that play. Oh my god! And and this guy went ghost, ghost Hollywood. <laughs> but meanwhile, in my mind, I know what he's talking about. He's talking about Kenneth Lonergan's "This Is Our Youth." Mark Ruffalo was on that. I couldn't afford tickets when I was in New York, but my buddies went to see it, and they said it was amazing. And they also told me that it smelled like they were really smoking weed on stage. So oh. I, in my mind, I'm like, this is this is my chance. I'm like. I interject, I'm like, I think you're actually talking about this is our you, this is Kenneth Lonergan. I saw that full lie. Amazing. Now, like, now, now the underdog yeah. becomes the schmoozer. Yeah. yeah. And I was just, I was like, you were amazing. And then I asked, were you guys smoking real weed on that? And I kind of bailed everybody out of the awkward situation. And I felt like this was great. So then we're in Australia and I, I'm, I'm sitting down with them. I was like, hey, this is a weird thing to bring up, but like, We've met before, and I kind of started telling him the story, and he goes, and I was, and he remembered. He goes, and I wasn't in the play, and you were the guy who ended. And I was just like, it, it blew both of our minds. That's I was, amazing. I was just. How many years ago was that then? That it must have been two thousand three or four. And he remembered after all the interactions that a Hollywood like, actor has. And how many people probably tell yeah. him like a billion compliments every day? Yeah, it was to, just, be uh, <laughs> to be Ruffalo. To be the Ruffalo. I just, I just watched him uh, in Spotlight recently. Oh, I hadn't seen so Spotlight. Good. Fucking hell, that's a great film. But also, just wow. watching Mark Ruffalo as a serious character actor, like, he is fucking brilliant. He's amazing. Do you see The Normal Heart as well? No, I haven't seen that. Ryan Murphy directed it. It's a play originally. A play. Pick up a penguin, guys. It's a play. I'm not having a stroke. And But Ryan Murphy directed the TV movie of it, and it's amazing. Oh, it was on HBO. With Matt Bomer. Yeah, HBO. 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 That's one of those things that, like, from being in Australia for all that time, there's, like, a bunch of cultural things that happened like watching mm. things that happened that we just I just didn't have I mean it was before to, you went to Australia but don't just sure? don't tell Ruffalo are you sure yeah how are you how are you sure? that, 100% sure <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get more sure. It, 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 it happened in that's, 1997. That's not sure. <laughs> um, uh, also on my list or it's coming from interacting with incredible uh, actors to you, Georgia, that's my tangent strand. That was oh, that was that was me reaching over. Yeah, it was so smooth. DJ, it's like a mixing. Um, to the first episode of Vice Principals, yes. where your special guest was Bill Murray, obviously a hero of mine and mine, sir. And you, you got to work with him. You got to chat to him. I mean, you got yeah. to smell him. He smells so good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does he really? Or are you just? I'm just kidding. He smells okay. like shit. I um. Do you know what's so great is I packed my bags to mm. move to Charleston, and I watched Groundhog Day in the background. Mm. It's one of my favorites. And the next mm. day when I arrived, I was given a bike, and I was told to go to a baseball game with Danny and mm-hmm. Jody and everybody. And uh, yeah, we were in Bill Murray's baseball box because he owns the River Dogs the, the local um, thing so it was my first ever baseball game yeah. and I was sat in front of the Murray having just watched him pack, packing bags and we were there to because Danny wanted to like chat to him about being guesting in the show 
and um, they were randomly doing an Anthony Bourdain episode. No. So I got to um, <laughs> sit awkwardly so I wasn't in the way of the shot. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the camera otherwise. Um, but yeah, I just got to like be near Murray for the, like it, within 24 hours of Mar- Bill Murray and Anthony Bourdain. Insane. Jesus. I also like? just dislodged a bit of lettuce that was stuck in my throat, guys. I'm really happy. I've been working quietly on that for about 20 minutes. And now we you talk. Did, you, did, you did well. <laughs> That's what that noise is. I just thought... That's just, what that is. That's, just, that's been happening that for about 15 minutes. I'm going to basically enhance that sound. <laughs> and then I'm going to repeat it. Georgia. I'm going to replace all of your vocals with just that noise. Just from what I'm going to I'm gonna hijack your thing for a sec. Just yeah. from watching this, are you, do you do voiceover stuff? Because I think you would be you really good yeah. at like right. voice stuff. Thank and like, you. Like, <laughs> I would love to do voiceover. I Whiskers. haven't. Hey, what, what, what should I sell, guys? <laughs> no, I mean like, arriving stuff, on like, like animated three. movies and stuff like that. I'd fucking love to do that. I feel like yeah, yeah, you'd be great. Huh? I'd love to I could do any accent. You just throw oh, it at me. Yeah. I'd oh, buy I'll body form if you were selling it. Um, oh, body form. Yeah. Okay. Here's, you ready, do you remember this old ad- advert? Ready? Butterfly <laughs> for you. That do you remember that? That's great. Was that you? I wish. That, that was, was, that that was, was an advert. That's, that's it. I've got to tell the American. So in the UK, Wait, body, body form is, no, body form is a panty liner for the woman who has her menstrual cycle. Uh-huh. And it's a woman running across the beach in a fucking tiny bikini yeah, feeling yeah, like yeah. fresh. Yeah. And that was the song that went over it. In wow. body form. Yeah. And as a kid, I was obsessed with singing that. It, it was loud and it was brilliant. And it was a great advert. I think the it's so inaccurate. You never run like that with body form. <laughs> body form. I just, I I just imagine you now like doing it, being in like the mic booth, doing like that kind of stuff. Oh man, I love to. I do have a couple of radio plays in the UK. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, anyone listening who needs a but there's a lot of them. A few voices. <laughs> That's it. This is why on my podcast I do so many jazz voices because I'm Amazing. hoping someone listens in at some point and hires me for everything. Um, but no, I don't, I don't want to skip over Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray. Okay. Because so this, so you know, he's he, my hero. Yeah, and mine. And he was only on set for two or three days. Mm-hmm. They were the greatest moments of my life, mm-hmm. uh, almost. And um, he was awesome, man. He came up with some cool ideas. That for anyone who has seen the show, it was his idea to have his wife, his dying wife, on stage with us, mm-hmm. on with him, mm-hmm. um, in a wheelchair, and he like fed her from a straw and stuff, <laughs> and. Um, he was. He had a lot. He lives in Charleston, so right. where we're filming. Oh, really? Yeah, so he had a lot of recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, very complimentary. Yeah. Um, very <laughs> said I like, pack, packed a skirt team. well, <laughs> and, he, and he earns <laughs> what compliment? Anyone else would be like, "You dirty dog." Yeah, <laughs> Bill Murray was like, "Pack a skirt well, thanks, love." <laughs> um, <laughs> creepy. Um, no, he's he's cool, man. He was really awesome and um, has a lot of food recommendations. For anyone yeah. who wants to visit Charleston, I feel like when we when I was in Charleston with you, and I feel like we went to some places that you were like, "Oh, Bill Murray said that this was good." Yeah, or you literally. Yeah. No, no, no. That was, that's well that's remembered. It. That was a, that literally. Eric, um, I was gonna say Eric. Eric and I. You didn't come with us. Corin and I. We went. <laughs> we went to. We went. I had a, a Bill Murray list of like places to hit yeah, up. Yeah, and we, we went and looked him. Licked and we him also up. went to a really weird but good theatre thing. Do you remember that? Yes, there was um, and it, it was well. We both wanted it to be brilliant. Yeah. I think I think we had a lot of good vibes. Come on, Come on. we went to there's a there's an art music theatre festival, isn't there? Mm. Called the something. Yeah, um, that's cool. It. And we went to some interpretive well. art <laughs> dance, and it was. Mm. Do you know what the first act of like five that there were a lot of mm. intermissions was great. And then I remember I think the one that we left afterwards was was right near the end. Mm. That one person sort of moved his wrist back and forth yeah. to a ticking clock. It was yes. very, very modern. Oh my god! Interpretive something or other. What was the rest of his body doing? Nothing. No, absolutely nothing. I wish. Yeah, yeah come on. Standing, sitting. But the other bits were, were brilliant. He stood and just sort of like did. I think someone walked slowly across the stage. Tick, yeah. Tuck. Tick. <laughs> it was. It was infuriating. <laughs> it, that it was, but we were down for the rest of it. The rest, we, of, it the rest of it was pretty brilliant. cool. There was one with cool Better. balloons and stuff. I appreciate this isn't interesting for the audience. Next question. Ding, 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 but, ding, ding. No, Bill, Whoa, Murray. Bill Murray. 
Let's just have George make train sounds. Can you just do different kinds of trains? Yeah, I mean, I just can't. I can't believe you got to hang with Bill Murray, and now I didn't even know about Bourdain, and now I'm just all kinds of upset and jealous. Like, imagine. So I was going to move back to England, and I came back to LA to. Actually, to to direct a music video for one of your that's right singles. True story. Um, and I came back, and the next morning, very early, I went to meet for vice principals, wow. and I got got it straight away. It was ridiculous. So if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have. Thank you so much. <laughs> you changed my life. Um, and uh, yeah, and I got it. And then like I'm packing a bag, watching Groundhog Day, and then I was yeah. there sitting in front of Bill Murray, watching insane. baseball. That's insane. And so what? What? And obviously, I, I've spoken to you about it a lot, and I was lucky enough to to meet uh, him because I'm a big fan of his. But tell everyone listening what it's like to work with the legend that is Danny McBride. Um, he is the greatest. Yeah, he's brilliant, man. Yeah, you got to meet him. He's and he wasn't he just like so gen- generous and like so cool. interested in who you are yeah. and like he just cares about meeting. But he's just a real dude. Like he is um, so welcoming and supportive and kind and very very clever. I think yeah. they're. I think him, Jody, David, the, all the guys who um, run Rough House productions are just amazing mm-hmm. um, yeah. cuz talking of like crazy directors too David Gordon Green did season 2 which is coming up mm-hmm. and he didn't wear all denim but my god would he have if you'd asked, <laughs> if, you'd asked, if I'd asked him to like if anybody had asked him to he's brilliant he yeah. is he will ask you questions that are so left field and you don't know mm. what is happening and you'll answer the obvious answer but then you'll be like wait a minute yeah. and um, he'll be he just throws the weirdest direction at you and keeps everybody on their toes and mm. brings out the coolest he's, he's a real actor's director like he okay. makes you try things that you would never dream of doing and then you mm. just have the coolest experiences and he has the weirdest most interesting ideas I can't annoyingly tell you a few no, no. for season two but just like just a trailer you'll just see a specific was... character on set you're like why the fuck is that person here what's the life yeah. in the I saw the trailer too that they mm. too shall be shot in their privates <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah the woman who shot me they too will be shot yeah, in their that, privates yeah that will have also that will be yeah. yeah Danny and, right. and and he is so funny and so is Walton like yeah. I, but also talking of people doing Walton you know, Goggins by the way I uh, Genius. I was a huge again another human. Uh, yeah, justified him and Timothy Oliphant were like, like maybe my favorite. Yeah, bad, it was like it's supposed to be get bad guy, good guy, but they were just two gray guys. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they were just uh, seeing those two guys play off each other. I was obsessed with that show. It's yeah, in six seasons, and I loved every second of it. And Walton Goggins, I, I. I know I'd seen him before, but I'd never like yeah, taken man. him in. And yeah, then I was yeah, like, "This yeah. guy, this is the guy." Like he's he's, he's his, his face holds like a million emotions within like yeah. as uh, just one shot. I it's love like, yeah, I love so when that conniving and so I don't know. It's great. He's brilliant. But, like, when you see an actor like that happened with me and like Michael Shannon too, I was right. like, oh, "Who yeah. is this guy? Fuck. This guy?" And there's there's just a show on. Uh, I don't even know what network it was on. But it was called Kingdom, and there's an actor named Jonathan Tucker. I can't Ooh. take my eyes off this guy. Yeah, no, Walton is unreal, man. And also, they all approach their... Yeah. The, the guy, they, those guys have such an interesting way of approaching comedy that's so uniquely them. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Danny specifically and Jody yeah. and David, where they don't compromise the stories they want to tell, and they're mm-hmm. not trying to be shocking, and they're not trying to be funny. They mm-hmm. just have a way of telling stories. They actually approach everything sort of from a dramatic angle. Yeah. And, I mean, season two gets... Dark. If you think season yeah. one is dark, it gets fucking. It, look, it looks <coughs> like from the trailer. It looks super, almost looks like True Detective at some points. Yeah, they had. We had a whole as well as so. Jody did season one. I think he did an incredible mm-hmm. job. I love mm-hmm. how I loved working with Jody. Yeah, um, great. And then David did season two. So unlike Eastbound, where they kind of oscillated between the two guys for different episodes, they both just had a chunk. So it does have a different. Even the same school, it's like same characters and you know it all so well it does have a different vibe to it which is kind of exciting from yeah. a from an acting point of view but also from hopefully from a viewer's point of view yeah. and we had a new DP and a, a new a few new crew members so it has a different look and feel to it and yeah like I said so Jodie's got this incredible I don't want to don't want to do them a disservice and be like yeah. Jodie's good at cameras and David's good at acting but they, they they're brilliant and both but mm. David's will 
really like work on character stuff I think mm. um, to a point like I said that's just like wild and weird and interesting and then Jodie has these great um, this great attention to camera work so it's kind of it was just a really exciting mix to yeah. work with both guys yeah. um, and then like once you get to that like actually making stuff then yeah. like everyone who makes stuff and is not an asshole realizes mm. that like it's not it's never just one person it's not it's one person like, and they yeah. all yeah. That's, that, that's a really perfect yeah. point point to make as well because also Danny I must in- include as well he directed an episode per season two mm-hmm. and they they all had each other's backs and these are the guys that went to college together and mm-hmm. that's like they're a family and it's then very they, collaborative from what m- I got massive I and they just welcome everyone in, into their family it's mm-hmm. a family of people and it, so to work with someone like Walton who's just like a tour de force like an extra- mm-hmm. extraordinary actor truly yeah. and then to be able to hang out with him afterwards and him to be a hu- like the best human and be so interesting and mm-hmm. interested yeah there's a curiosity to all those guys as well which I love and Kimberly I, I mean the women on the set were mm-hmm. unbelievable like we all looked after each other and I, I love being able to watch Kimberly acting, mm-hmm. she played Dr. Brown, mm-hmm. um, Ashley Spillers, Edie Patterson, like busy, busy Phillips, yeah. busy and uh, Shay Wiggum were slightly separate from us because they're part of his like other life, yeah, so not they're the not school, part of yeah. the school. But man, like, just what an absolute joy it was just to watch everybody on set and mm-hmm. everybody talking to Bill Murray, like, everybody yeah. just went to set just to see Bill Murray, <laughs> and that's such an unusual imagine. thing yeah. to like to be able to like want to go to work is mm. such a brilliant thing great yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really special that's so exciting I'm so hyped to watch season 2 when is it actually out what's the September 17th September 17th mm. that's when this, <laughs> this comes out before then um, and before we're, we're nearly nearly at the piss break at the uh, the tradition of having a piss break 45 minutes in um, but before we do you mentioned your dad briefly before and when yeah. I first met you um, actually no it was a bit after that and we were talking about you directing a music video for me which is me and my uh, for those who have seen it um, and we were on Skype it was Christmas time you were at your parents house mm-hmm. and your dad walks in and just gives a wave and I was like hey hey George's dad and I didn't realise that until then that he was the hunter in Jumanji yes he is oh my god yeah. really yeah the fucking hunter in Jumanji and he's also the dad do you know it's I, the whole like father do you know I, that he's the dad yeah I watched that movie with my cousins at Thanksgiving for probably 10 years straight did you wow. really yeah I love that movie I do too I I'm Jumanji. very very proud to be my dad's daughter uh, <laughs> he is so like he is the best because that's a PG movie that's like yeah. a kids right, movie right. but he is like the best uh, Venn diagram of threatening yes. and funny yeah. at the same time. Oh, he would be so. I agree, yes. and I'm so stoked. Think I love it when he's yeah. buying the gun at the gun shop. And he I was there for that scene. I was a Were you really? chubby eight year old Georgia was there going like, "What is happening, to Dad's face?" Because oh, yeah. he had all that like fake <laughs> hair, and, on and, yeah. and he had the gold teeth were my dad's idea. Oh, and Sunny Jim, he does a lot of ad libbing and improv. My dad. Um, and he's a fucking legend. He's the nicest, greatest human. And uh, that blew my mind. I did not. Yeah, I did not expect him to that. say. It. I didn't know that at oh, all. Oh, you didn't that, know that? No, I didn't. That's we so cool. We have different last names too, so it's not uh, like I kind yeah. of go like, "Hi, the Hunter and Jumanji's daughter." <laughs> um, <laughs> well, what's, what is his last name? Hyde, H Y D E. Because uh, for artistic reasons, he couldn't have King. And there's a radio DJ in the UK. Do you know about this guy, Jonathan King? Who Turned out to be a pedophile. Yeah, it's, oh. Yes. It's like so, Michael Keaton. Well, no, Michael Keaton has no pedophile in his changing names. Michael uh, Keaton's name is Michael Douglas. No, way, Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas. I'm pretty sure. That I'm pretty is sure. brilliant. I mean, we'll check That's it. We'll, we'll check the phones during the Discord. But I know, I'm pretty sure that, that wow. Keaton's name was Michael Douglas, and he had what? to change it because of Michael Douglas. That's Holy awesome. But it couldn't be Mike Douglas because there was uh, a Mike Douglas news uh, anchor. I'm pretty sure. Wow. By the way, this is this might be this might be. Everybody start googling it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, piss break juncture. So we'll be back shortly after urination. That's so weird. Uh, we're back after the piss break. Thanks for trying podcast. Uh, what, a piss it was. <laughs> what a piss it was <laughs> two wonderful guests um, pissed and had a cigarette and uh, we're not doing this for the first ever episode thanks for trying we're not going to do a shot because we're in LA 
And we're not. We're, I'm drinking. Also because it's we're drinking. Not drinking. Much. It's only two in the afternoon. We're in LA. I'm a bit drunk anyway. Um, and you guys are talking about Disney because I don't want to interrupt you if you're talking about Disney, considering that we went to Disney anyway last week. So I know all about that life. Yeah, I mean it's the place of dreams. I was so skeptical. Mm. I was not. I was ready to hate it. Yeah. And I, like a loser, read a book when I was younger. What a loser. <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought, wait, let me finish. Gross. What a nerd. No, I read a book when I was younger called The Book of Daniel by E.L. Dr. Oh. Is that how you pronounce the name? Is it Dr. Oh. And, um, and there's a scathing oh review of Disneyland. It, like, parallels. It's like a metaphor for, like, something fucking shit and yeah. I remember being like yeah it's like an opinionated naive mm. child being like yeah Disneyland is a place of so shit and then yeah, I went cool. and it was the best thing ever and yeah. I was so happy did and you get I... a picture with Mickey? And did I? okay that big I that Mickey off big <laughs> big hulking brick of sex no um, <laughs> so, no I did meet Mickey oh. um, and we did everything we did is it called California Adventures no what's the other yeah, what's yeah, the other yeah. land called yeah. Adventureland Adventures she knows she knows good California god Adventures. California, California Adventures, Adventures. Yeah. it was so wonderful I can't yeah. wait though I can't like I, I can't do that anymore I'd rather what? not go oh, wait in line how how'd you skip we didn't get because no I got skip. hooked to it um, that you know, was hooked up in normal voice. <laughs> <laughs> I got really excited. You're the um, only one not drinking, and you sound <laughs> insane. Oh, that's great. Damn, but I had we had such a sick time. I'm afraid of roller coasters. I'm not afraid to say that. Like I'll punch somebody in the face, but I'm scared of heights. That's all right. I'm okay with that. Ah, see, I will go on a roller coaster and never punch someone <laughs> in the face. <laughs> Ying and yang. Shit, but so but so I thought I would challenge myself. Which trip. one? Which one? Which one? Fucked well, you up? we went to the, onto the Guardians ride. Oh, man. Like, but that's like a tower, right? Yeah, tower. that was that was the, the right. I, yeah. So I laugh. I always have a. I can't stop laughing when I'm on rides. Like right. I cannot okay. breathe that's for laughing cute. so hard. And that's a fear thing. No, or? I just just joy, just joy. happiness. Sheer so I could joy. not stop laughing. <clears> and yeah. the people, there was somebody next to me that was so upset and so and and a man. I don't think mm. he would punch him in the face, but. Uh, was not was and to this day still says to this day it's only been a few weeks <laughs> to this <laughs> very day three weeks later um, still says I shouldn't have done the fucking that, that ride was the worst thing that like, happened to me Guardians ride it was brilliant it's, uh, it was amazing but so frightening it's for terrifying. me which song did you have do you remember we had Jackson 5 no, we didn't. I don't remember what song it was. It's I was too petrified that I don't really remember much. <laughs> All I know is that when they take the photo right at the top, like, and this isn't a spoiler, but when you get right to the top before the final drop down there, it opens up onto the entire Disneyland, so you get to see the view of everything. And they take a photo, yeah. right? And the photo, the, uh, Kim was there, and she was just, like, in the photo, and she's like, oh, yay! And the photo of me is, like, like... I'm not a muscly guy, yeah, but I was gripping so hard that you could see You're every jacked. muscle in my arm. <laughs> I looked like, look like I was on steroids. Like, well, I was. So if you want to look good, you just scare yourself. That's it. I was gripping, like my, like I was aching. I'm afterwards. scared of heights too. I don't know why on roller coasters though. I just find it so funny. I sky doved. At the dove. Where? I fucking sco sco doved. It sco doved me. In San Diego, and I didn't do any research on purpose, and went with a big group of people. And were you surprised that actually you had to dive in the sky? It was absolutely <laughs> horrendous, and we all had our guy. You get taken by somebody, and they will, they will run out of a little hut, and they go like, "Hey!" and they call out your name, and then you get paired up with your person that's going to jump out of the plane with you. Yeah. And my guy didn't arrive, and everyone else was like going, "Woo woo!" and like getting on this tiny um, little tin can, I think. Mm. Um, that apparently it was a plane. Yeah. And then Fernando came out my mm. guy half my height and um Fernando Jaja and I was like oh fuck hello <laughs> and um and I was because I was last in the tin can I faced everyone going like way having fun mm. and then I was the first to jump out but the last to come down. Oh, Fernando kept me up in the sky. He because they control how long you're up there. Oh, and um, I thought gravity did that. And the pictures they took on that were very much like yours. I'm sure. Yeah. I've never looked more muscly yeah. and terrified. <laughs> how long do you think you're up there? Oh, ages. I mean, he was whispering sweet nothings in my ear because they're wrapped around your back, and, yeah, he, yeah. and he had his. I said to somebody, wasn't it relaxing? Feeling, <laughs> no, feeling your button. Yeah, feeling that big dick. No, I didn't say that. I said, um, I said, it wasn't it relaxing that they they that they held you with their legs, and yeah. they, everyone was like, nope, just you. Yeah. And then he was like, you know, 
complimenting my accent and I said oh isn't it isn't it nice that we all have accents <laughs> trying to like no, diffuse no, the situation but yeah no, Fernando is no. very generous wow I bet yeah shit's wow. scary I prefer Guardians of the Galaxy right, <laughs> any bet. day any day of the week plane. I just wouldn't or I couldn't do I that why the fuck I did unless I had a Union Jack uh, parachute and okay. I was jumping off no the plane and I was in a suit that, or I was in like a, a scuba diving suit that unzipped and there was a tuxedo underneath you know what I mean oh, and I was you really playing, you and I was playing a pool party and you were yeah and I was jumping in and I had a, had a fucking wall for PPK and oh, I was like that, well, fully James Bond I, basically I will only do a skydive if, if I'm James Bond if you arrived into a venue that you were going to yeah, perform in through the roof and yeah Smash. like that that Fire would be ninjas. that'd be pretty good do you know that Sean Connery was the first 007 Sorry, I just learned that yesterday. I, thought, I didn't realize that. Are you? Did you really just learn that yesterday? I love him as W yeah. Seven, but I thought yeah. they. I thought some of the others had come before. No, I thought there was one before. Him God, well. Eric's like get over it. I'm really yeah. surprised. Also, yeah. uh, during the pee break, I learned not only is Michael Keaton's real name Michael Douglas, but uh, oh, Albert tri- Brooks's real name is Albert Einstein. What get the fuck out of Isn't here? That crazy? What? No. What? And my real name is Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) What are the fucking chances? Fuck. I love the idea that there's somebody cool and famous and then someone else has their name and they're like, I'm going to change it and they also become cool and famous. Mm. Like that's, I I, I just think that's really cool. What torment if you didn't and you were like, you just heard your name, you dreamt of being a star and then fucking Michael Douglas this, Michael Douglas that, and you can't get arrested. Oh, arrested yeah, as in, true. like, as in, yeah. you can't, you, oh, I don't know. Edit, edit that out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that dwindled. No, 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 like, if, if someone's, like, a struggling actor can't yeah. even get arrested, to term I've, I've heard once I've never nice. heard that. It's, and that, what, that just means that you can't... You literally cannot get work. You can't even oh, get arrested. Wow. Oh, fuck, who knows. Fuck. Next question, next question, ding, 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 Sorry, ding, ding, sorry, ding, ding. sorry. All right, I'll, 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 all right, I actually had an interesting question for both of you. A flip side question, oh, in fact. That uh, she came from Jason. Oh, she's so stressful. Uh, how, uh, for you, Georgia, the first mm. part. I'll actually ask you both at the same time that you can discuss. For Georgia, it's how do you feel when you read a script for the first time compared to Eric? How do you feel when you first hear your script being read for the first time by an actor? Like, what's the what? What do you both look for? What is there any sensibilities that you're kind of like you, you work together on it? Mm. Do you change it? Like well, from an acting point of view, when you read a script for the first time, it's, you're, you're on your own. It's very yeah. intimate and private. But there's almost like a litmus test for me, which is like, how many times have I, as my brain started to wander away from this yeah. script, how many times have I stopped and put it down? Because mm-hmm. it's quite, I mean, it's, you're reading a, a film, so mm-hmm. it's like a long, there's like at least an hour and a half of reading, two hours. Um, have I needed to use the bathroom? Do I remember yeah. those characters afterwards? How do I feel yeah. by it? Am I moved? Am I amused? Am I whatever it is? Is this? Mm. Is it original? Is it exploring something that I care about? Mm-hmm. I also like can't help but taking myself out of like the role that I'm reading for, just looking at all those characters and how real are they and how yeah. human is it? Um, and then and then the character that I am going to hopefully audition for or read for I. I do wonder like how exciting would, would it be to play this character could I could I run with this could I bring something to the table yeah um, those are all great the multitude of questions multitude. an ever, actor must ask themselves <laughs> have you ever read something and been like oh I'm supposed to be this person I want to be this person Oh, oh, all the time. All the time? Yeah. I, in fact, I actually accepted a job once because I got confused as to which character. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. And I went, yeah, I'll fucking do that. And then I, re- and then I had said yes to the wrong character. Oh, but no. it was still fun. Oh, no. Yeah. When did you realise? Um, on set. Pretty, yeah, no, no. Like, it was right when I first began. Um, Whoa. So, so I just did a pilot that we were just talking about it, actually, yeah. in the pee break um, with uh, the Diablo Cody wrote. Can you talk? Can you talk about the pilot? Is it right? Okay, yeah. cool. And she's like, ex- and that's Diablo Cody from Juno. Who wrote Juno? Oh yeah, no big deal. But Oscar yeah. winner, yeah. yeah, like amazing writer and human. And um, her writing is so brilliant that I 
I, I didn't think of anything for a long time mm. like during after it was such a it was yeah. a completely transported to that mm. world and that character and that that environment and um that's the best when you get yeah. when you can lose yourself or something just yeah. like an audience basically yeah yeah um, so, so tell me from your side then Eric like uh, what's it like when you see an actor come on set and they think they're reading for both parts <laughs> <laughs> yeah when, when we first met <laughs> I, I, no I'm not I've not had that but from hmm. seeing people perform my stuff like I feel like at first for like a pretty long while it was mm-hmm. just like a gape like I can't believe that something's getting made you know mm. like then we're like <clears throat> I was just kind of like dumbfounded and like appreciative and how it's like that like your whole little like team of emotions inside mm-hmm. you is just like all high-fiving like oh we did it we got yeah, something yeah, yeah. done yeah and then like as I got more used to the fact that like I have a job to do mm-hmm. on this it's kind of like it, it depends on on how it goes like sometimes there's just this great satisfaction of somebody doing it exactly how I thought they would and it plays as good as I thought mm-hmm. uh, sometimes there's like they do it how I thought they would and it doesn't and I'm like oh shit like something I, what I thought was good is not working and I've got it's my job to fix it mm-hmm. the most terrifying is probably when they do it a different way and it's not working and mm-hmm. I'm not the director I'm the writer and I'm like oh, yeah. that's falling flat like yeah, how, do, yeah. how do I what, how do I politically kind of nudge people because you don't want to give and an can, actor can a you line say that me. like or can is there people that you can talk to just to it's kind of it's a thing where like I I I, I like hey like a first take they'll do something yeah and it'll miss yeah. and I'll be like okay let's see if they fix it and the second right. take if it's the same miss then I'm like uh, if it happens again you can then talk I, to the director yeah I'll talk to the director or the producer and just be like I think this yeah. this was supposed to be like that uh and pretty much all normally I'd say 80% of the time the director or producer fixes it on their own and I'm just like oh thank right. god I can, I can remain <laughs> sitting down because yeah, yeah. I don't want to like you know you don't want to be it's just like a weird political thing but the best yeah. thing ever is like like even the first line of Thor mm-hmm. Hemsworth who's great comes out and reads it completely different than how I thought and it was better like yeah. I, I, I had him saying this, this first line is a simple line yeah. And I was like, this will be funny in my head. And then he does it a different way, and it was just better. And I was like, awesome. oh, great. Like, yeah. glad yeah. this guy's the star. Uh, like, uh, he's doing, he's just going to be making, he's going to be plussing nonstop throughout yeah. this whole thing. And it's, so I, like, have been lucky to be on a lot of jobs where I get to play and improv and ad lib and change stuff. How is that from a writing point of view? How do you feel when people change your words? Does it. Did you do you feel like it's tricky bothered sometimes. by it, or are you excited to see what they bring? Or because I for the most part, not, like it's I think the it's the weirdest thing is like getting swept up because like I love the I just love the world of mm-hmm. like theater movie stuff like people mm-hmm. playing yeah. around having fun doing stuff so like normally when it, some people start out improving the scene uh, it's just like okay we're having fun like everyone seems like they're having fun this is. Rarely did, have I seen, at least, improvs just completely bomb. Like, normally people yeah, are like... Yeah. Oh, but even I have seen it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and but, but it was like, me. But even if it doesn't work, like, okay, that everyone knows it didn't work. And right. everyone's laughing, like, wow, you took a big swing and a miss, but, like, we're cool. Like, it's we're going to keep going. It's fun. And we're all having fun here. So, like, it's hard not to get swept up into that. And uh, sometimes it's just, like... Like, I feel like once once you're a writer in production, mm-hmm. you kind of have to be, like, the guardian of the whole document. Mm-hmm. Sure. And sometimes, it can, like, a scene will be improv and, and it'll hit everything you need to hit. Because, like, there, I think a lot of times people, you're so, actors direct, they're so in their craft, they're in the scene, right? That's the scene of the day. It's my job to stay back and be like, here's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I feel... That, that's where I feel, like, the most confident going in and being like, hey, you guys are having fun. You're doing great. But, like, this line here, it's a major plot point. Like, yeah. we got we got to yeah, yeah, hit yeah. that and we got to hit it with somewhere in the ballpark of this tone. Yeah. So, like, yeah. keep doing what you're doing. But, like, remember that because otherwise we're going to get into editorial and the movie is going to be like, wait, why is all this stuff happening? Yeah. Because... So like that, that and it's great tricky, because yeah. there's certain films that I watch where people brush over major plot points and it frustrates me or they mention them with such little candor or like no no expression behind them and you're like 
wait a sec, what do you mean that guy's not your real dad? What? That's the whole point. Yeah. You talking about Star Wars? Yes. I haven't seen it. No, he is no, his dad. No, no, no. Just kidding. I, no, I, 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 I um, Danny was like that too. Actually, Jody and David, they they would have us make. They would make sure that we shot the actual script, and then we would play afterwards. They always had it. Yeah. As a yeah. And honestly, also the other the other pitfall with improv, there's so many pluses to it, but the other pitfall is what's what's very funny in the moment between you and somebody else on set mm. doesn't always translate. Of in the edit and can be too long like improv runs can be yeah. can just be too kind of um, self-serving well it's a blessing and, and a so curse too because you're having yeah. so you're in your you own can, world you and can, you're having so much fun right. and then you don't you're like oh right so you can find Earth stuff and you keep it very fresh and mm-hmm. I, I don't I hate when things are for my taste when I've when I've over prepared anything not yeah. that I'm lazy but I'll do a bunch of work that isn't to do with the actual dialogue yeah. so when I come to it it doesn't feel like I'm like uh, wooden and this is you know so I, I'm a big fan of doing improv as long as it's as it serves the, the plot and the characters and it's not like just me getting a little too indulgent yeah. also like those moments of like like the famous moments you hear of people like screwing with actors like mm. in Empire Strikes Back Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Like you ain't seen it, brand new Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but like, you know, when, when they're doing the whole I am your father, like yeah. they told him 30 minutes before. Like oh, his yeah. line, like that was, he had a different That's line. That's amazing. He had a different line that was like, you killed my father. And, uh, or I forget what Darth Vader's response was, but he just kind of went up to him before. He's like, by the way, Low. like this, 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 is, <laughs> this is the line. Like, like, and so everything, this, everything that he's, you think about it, Mark Hamill's been spending this whole time like I'm facing my ultimate nemesis tonight. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, I didn't you're know completely that. against me. And then he gets it so like all of his confusion as an actor and everything mm-hmm. is in there of just like, I wasn't ready for this. That's awesome. I wasn't ready for this moment, and it's Brilliant. the same thing for the character, and like it's so great. That's, wow. I, and that's the same with um wow. Raging Bull when he says like you fuck my wife, they changed, he couldn't get the Scorsese couldn't get the right um reaction, so he did you fuck my mother. No, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Fuck it, who knows? But it was like he he fucked around with him, so he got that weird reaction yeah. of anger, and I love that. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I think that all that stuff is so fun. Like, mm. You hear those stories. I'm obsessed with those stories. David did that a bit a bunch. He did things like he shouted out to me to do something. I remember in an old lady voice yeah. for some reason. But even though it won't be used in a million years, it made everybody. It loosened everybody up and kind of yeah. like it was just a smart director will do stuff to people. It's not too creepy. No, that's wonderful. Um, but we're nearly at the end of the Thanks to Try and Podcast episode 17. Li- live, but not so live from LA. Mm. Uh, from Hollywood, in fact. We're actually in Hollywood right now. We can see the Hollywood sign from the other window, not from this window. Uh, we can just see some buildings from here. Um, but is there anything else you want to say? Obviously, Vice Principals is coming out very soon, like in a matter of weeks for season two. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is not out till November, annoyingly. November 3rd, yeah. November 3rd. Jesus. November 3rd. I'm Come so excited on. to see it, and I'm pissed off I have to wait that long. Uh, but I'm excited, and I can't wait to see your name the on the screen. Are, That's going to be... People are going to have fun with it. I think they're going to have a lot of fun with this movie. And I can't wait. You watch the trailer. It's cool. Done. Yeah, I just ca- I, you know I can't wait. I can't wait for that. And also because it is this. Wait, I want to talk about something. Yeah. Have you heard his album, his new album yet? Has he sent you that? You haven't sent it to me. No, maybe I haven't. Dude. Oh. Come on now. It's my, the wife is upset. I mean, I like it a lot. The wife can't stop listening to it. Why? Yeah. It is. It is super what? cool. Uh, it is. It is. Like I don't know how to compliment without insulting. Like I can't yeah. even believe that you were. <laughs> like, you did this. Good, like, you, know, you made it. Yeah. How oh, dare I can't you? wait. You that. When's that? Uh, September 29th. Yeah. Oh. So it's. Uh, this yeah. is perfect, guys. You yeah. think about it. 17th. Boom. That'll keep yeah. you going until Corin's album's out. That's it. Yeah. And then Done. Thor. Boom. Vice principles. This is where it gets good. And then the Thor. Ends. And then that's it. That's the end of the world. No, I appreciate over. that. Yeah. No. I, uh, the video will be out in a couple of weeks maybe even when this podcast is out I don't even know when it's out but make sure you go pre-order it and do all that Corey and I were having a funny conversation the other night because I had just listened to his album all the way through two times and I was complimenting I could see him getting all squeamish I was like (laughs) you're not good at taking compliments are you he goes no but I need them (laughs) (laughs) spoken like a true Brit as well I feel the same way though like I as soon as people start giving me compliments for something I'm like immediately deflecting yeah Yeah. but then I'm like don't stop why are you gonna stop give me a compliment one of you this is how I react 
Um, Georgia, you were wonderful in The New Normal. Thanks, go fuck yourself. Thank you, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a perfect place to end it before the, before the thing runs out anyway. Georgia May King and Eric Pearson, you've been wonderful and wonderful friends, and I love you both. So, big up. You have been listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 17, starring Georgia King and Eric Pearson big thank you to my guests big thank you to Jason and Whitney for letting me record in their house big thank you to Kim for recording it and do not forget this beat right now you're listening to is for a song called Keep It Simple taken from my forthcoming album This Is Where It Gets Good that is out on September 29th go on to iTunes, go pre-order it now Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.